First and goal, low snap. Ritter holding to his left, throws. There it is. End zone, touchdown, Drake London. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. We listen when you, our listeners and viewers, come to us and demand more Kenny Albert. Our King. Kenny Albert for you. Our, our King Kenny Albert. Just a lot, tons of Kenny Albert. This is an order of airtime this week on the show. One Nick and Ken, two Kenny Albert. That's how it's gone oh, this week here on You Better You Bet. Uh, yeah. Three, yeah, three Alan Williams at this rate. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> I, I, I have to tell you, I, I could go the rest of my life without mentioning Alan Williams' name again, and it would be too soon. I Never yeah. again. Please. Can we just yeah. never talk about this human being ever again? Um. Yeah, so it was Kenny Albert on the call as the Falcons came back from 24-12 down in the fourth quarter against the Packers to win 25-24 and improve to 2-0. and uh, Eric Eager is going to join us in a second. Eric, I believe, was at the game, told us he was going to go to the game, so he was there witnessing it. We'll get Eric's thoughts on the Packers and the Saints coming up this weekend, the Falcons and the Lions, and more. But Lockman still to come. Ken's going to tell you how to bet conference title futures in college football. We'll detail the rest of the line movement for Week 3 in the NFL, and then Power Hour, Final Hour, give you all our bets for tonight. But joining us right now is the aforementioned Eric Eager on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore does great work for our friends at Sumer Sports contributes to the hammer as well and uh, the co-host of the Sumer Sports football show featuring former Atlanta Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov a Tim Scanlon client Eric welcome back to the show it's Nick and Ken happy week three I'm not going to mention Alan Williams but I will say it blew my mind when I figured out that Kenny Albert was Marv is Marv Albert's son that 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 like floored me considering that they don't sound anything alike <laughs> you know what i don't even want i don't want to talk about kenny albert i you know what's funny eric i i also found that out like later than like i probably should have found that out and i i guess i was surprised by it because it's just like when you don't know something like that and you find it out surprising but i don't know did you I, I know what uh, wait 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 did you know that uh did you guys know jack collinsworth is chris collinsworth's <laughs> kid <laughs> Noah Eagle. No, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing like the whole thing. Uh, Eric, did you did you end up going to that faculty? Fa- the you can, you the way I just combined those two teams' names is actually enough for me to get kicked off the show. Uh, did you go to the Falcons-Packers game, Eric? And if so, what were some of your observations for both teams? I did. It was it was lovely. Um, I think initially, I was. I, I think I made a tweet that said like Aaron Rodgers was holding Matt Lafleur back, which maybe. A, was a little bit too premature, and then uh, it was really fun to see B. John Robinson. I will say my entire uh, section was tilting over how bad Desmond Ritter was for three quarters to the point where, in a red zone effort, he pulled the ball out of B. John Robinson's stomach to an, a, a crowd full of people who said who yelled no. Um, so that was how it was going for the Falcons for the first three quarters. Uh, Ritter made a couple throws down the stretch there that helped them win, but uh, it, it was an interesting affair. I still – I, I didn't upgrade the Packers after last week, but I certainly didn't downgrade them given that they were without Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, and David Bakhtiari, and, and basically held their own at home and covering uh, covering clothes and actually covering a lot of mid, midweek numbers as well. 
Eric, let's talk about those two teams and their games this week. And, like, do, do you like a bet in one of them? The Detroit Lions right now sitting in between, like, a three and a three and a half point home favorite against Atlanta. No Amon Ross St. Brown at Wednesday's practice, but the team calling him day, uh, day to day. And then the Packers, about two point home favorites right now against the New Orleans Saints. Saints expected to get rookie running back Hendry Miller. No Alvin Kamara for another week uh, with his suspension. And Green Bay does get Christian Watson back at practice today on Wednesday, but no Aaron Jones early in the week of practice for the Green Bay Packers. Any bets in either of those games? Again, the Packers and the Saints, the Falcons and the Lions. I think you have to lean both favorites. At some point, you know, a lot of sharp people came in on, uh, came in against the Lions, given that entire injury report, which was rough. And I think a lot of us focused on the injuries for Seattle. But ultimately, by game's end last week, Detroit was a team that was quite banged up. Um, but I think at, at this at this point, it's a buy um, for me at, at minus three for the Lions, and then minus two or so. Uh, for the Packers, look, I I can't get on board with Derek Carr. Um, they're they're uh, you know if you, it, depending upon when you got them, they're two and zero, but zero and two against the spread. Um, and uh, Derek Carr has been every bit an zero and two against the spread kind of quarterback through two weeks. Uh, and I think the Packers defense will will rush the passer sufficiently, um, you know, to sort of make his life uh, not quite as easy as it's been over the past uh, you know few few games. So that that's kind of where I stand. Um, but I, I'm not like, heavy on both sides. Eric, just curious, because you, you mentioned, you know, kind of the Saints are 2-0, and but, you know, 0-2 against the number, depending on when you got them. I think anybody who watched both games, and, like, I'm biased here. I have a lot of money on the Saints under their win total. Now I have even more because it's 10.5 now instead of 9.5. I mean, these two teams playing each other, it's quite possible – if, if things work out correctly, this could end up being for the last playoff spot, for a wild card spot. Maybe the Saints win the division. Maybe Atlanta wins the division. The Packers are basically like minus 110 each way to make the postseason, a little bit of a plus in some places to make the postseason. Saints are favorite to make the postseason right now. Do you think one, both, or neither of these teams make the playoffs, New Orleans and Green Bay? I think right now you have to you have to assume that both make it just because I think when Green Bay's healthy, they're much better than uh than than you know we we initially had them pegged in the market and and slightly better than than the, the odds that you said and i think the saints like uh it sucks we're gonna have to watch Derek carr in the playoffs like i said but um you know i don't think the falcons are as sustainable as they are i don't think the bucks are sustainable and even though i like the panthers preseason it's very clear that they're at at best a year away with with bryce young and where he's at you better, you better hear a Nick and Ken wonderful football Wednesday talking week three in the league with our good friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Eric on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore Eric. Let's go to Arrowhead. Chiefs 12 and a half point favorites against the Bears and like the Justin Field stuff, throwing his coaches under the bus, then walking it back. Other stuff which we don't have to talk about. Kansas City laying 12 and a half. Any reason to believe that the Bears can keep this within shouting distance? I mean, only the fact that this has not been a team in Kansas City that has covered the number very well over the past two and a half years. Uh, you know, we have Ryan Poles, who, you know, is, is connected to uh, Andy Reid, of course. And, like, any time that's happened, we've seen Andy Reid, uh, you know, have pity. Um, you know, and, and frankly, like, you know, Kansas City is struggling offensively. And while the Bears, I think, are a little bit of a speed bump there, um, they, the Chiefs do have some things to figure out uh, offensively with the wide receiver position specifically, but also the two tackles who, uh, you know, Jawan Taylor, for example, had four penalties last week. Um, you know, I, I think the Chiefs offense is not necessarily reliable enough to lay big spreads with right now. 
Erica, a popular underdog this week on this show, and we've even had some guests so far on the show that have echoed that, the Washington Commanders obviously had that big comeback against Denver, uh, win the game despite a Hail Mary, and then they stopped the two-point conversion, basically no time, just a really crazy game. But at the end of it, the Commanders are 2-0. and They host Buffalo, who put up a huge number against the Raiders, obviously, last week. Bills, 6.5 at Washington. Pretty low total, 243.5. What do you make of the start for Sam Howell and the Commanders? you think they could be competitive in this game? I do. I I make it more like five and a half. So, you know, there is some value there on Washington. I think that Sam Howell slash Eric Bieniemy are are really doing some good things. I think at wide receiver, you know, we saw Jahan Dotson shine in the first week, and then you saw Terry McLaurin do some things. The tight end position was good for them. You know, Howell was under some pressure, which, you know, is going to be an issue against Buffalo. But Buffalo, of course, without Vaughn Miller still, uh, so it won't be as bad. Um, and then defensively, you know, Josh Allen is a guy that, that went under pressure at times, will throw the ball to the other team. And we saw, you know, Chase Young at seven pressures uh, last weekend against, uh, you know, the, the um, Denver Broncos. So I think that there are some components here that could make for a good afternoon, uh, you know, for the commanders relative uh, to, to market expectations. So, yeah, that is the right side, in my opinion. And I think, you know, the, the folks on the show that have, have echoed that, I think, are right. Well, let's hope so, because I think Ken and I are among them. Uh, Eric, pick the winner of the game on Sunday in Minnesota, Chargers and Vikings. Everyone. Everyone's a winner that gets to watch that game. Unless you are a Chargers or Minnesota Vikings fan, I think that, you know, the the, the total, you know, moving up from a 49-and-a-half early, um, you know, to the 54-and-a-half where it's at now, uh, we get to watch some fireworks. Uh, there's There's – bound to be some Kirk Cousins meltdown. There's bound to be, uh, you know, some Brandon Staley bonehead play. I think we're all winners in that game. Eric, Patriots-Jets, not a game we spent a ton of time on, but, you know, we, we spent a little bit of time with certain teams, got off to rough starts. Maybe they had a bad week two. Maybe they're 0-2 to start. Sort of like, is this the time to buy this team? And you could make this argument with the Patriots, right? Like, they play literally the Eagles and the Dolphins the first two weeks. That could be the Super Bowl at the end of the season, the way that those teams are kind of constructed and how they've started the season, both teams 2-0. and Now just two and a half on the road against Zach Wilson, who they've had a lot of success with. It just kind of feels like an interesting setup here. Obviously, the Jets' defense very good but I, I still kind of hold out hope maybe new england is actually something pretty good at the end of the season i think that's possible what do you make of this game and new england long-term patriots two and a half on the road yeah i just think the problem with the patriots is that they're not they don't they don't make explosive plays like against the dolphins they had uh you know a pretty solid success rate that game but the you know expected points added the explosive play rates they were among the worst uh you know relative to that that you're going to see Mac Jones is not, I mean, Mac Jones is just not a guy that can make kind of the, the, the down for down big play kind of, you know, chunk plays that you need against a Jets defense. that's pretty good. Um, and so I, you know, I'm going to take the number with the Jets just because uh, I, I just don't know if New England's offense is good enough to, to score enough points. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I think Zach Wilson is going to see ghosts a little bit, but uh, they have some talent on that offensive side of the ball, especially with Brees Hall. And after giving him just four carries, the other day, I think that they're going to go back to him, and I think he's going to have some some you know uh, positive impact against the Patriots. Shout out to uh, to Sammy Darnold, uh, Eric Lowkey. I can't wait for this Jaguars Texans game coming up on Sunday in Jacksonville. Think there could be the potential for fireworks as far as the total is concerned. I took ten with the Texans. Jacksonville right now a nine and a half point home favorite. I like what I've seen thus far from C.J. Stroud. Forty three and a half the total. Any bets for you on the Jaguars and the Texans? I think I think over is the only way you can go in this game, just because 
both defenses are either banged up or or hurt. Um, and so, and to your point, I think both quarterbacks have played a lot better than the the statistical and scoring output that have occurred in the first two weeks, especially C.J. Stroud, to your point. So I, I, I like over in this one. Uh, I even think Trevor Lawrence has played pretty well. That Kansas City defense is a lot better than advertised, and, and they showed out last week. Uh, so, yeah, over to me seems like the right play. Uh, 43 and a half, 44, 44 and a half, kind of all over the place with the total in that game. Pizzola came on earlier in the show and said, basically, like, like he, he also liked the over in the game, kind of told us that's like, Maybe these things are related. Maybe they're not. I don't really know. Uh, Erica, a really interesting market I was looking at earlier today. I mentioned some of the playoff odds. We talked about Green Bay and New Orleans and the NFC. Will they make the playoffs? We're we're pretty sure, I think, or at least the market is assuming Joe Burrow maybe not going to play Monday night football against the Los Angeles Rams. Bengals obviously started the year with literally the highest win total in the entire NFL uh, at, the, at the start of the season when week one kicked off. And now they are minus 110 each way to make the playoffs this year, obviously off to an 0-2 start. And we don't really know, is Burrow going to be back for Monday Night Football? Is he going to be back in a month, two months? What's going on here? Just a really interesting market with so much uncertainty about like one of the most valuable players in the NFL. In about a minute here, like if you had to bet into Bengals, make miss the playoffs, minus 110 each way going into this Monday Night Football game, which side of that bet would you take? Yeah, I think I'd bet miss. The, Burrow's not a physically gifted quarterback the same way that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are. So when you've seen quarterbacks like them get injured, you, you know, you have more of a physical ability to make up for deficiencies in other parts of the body. I, I think Burrow is one of those guys that's going to be hurt by injuries, a lot like Dak Prescott, where he, the injuries are going to negatively affect his ability to be effective more so than they would for other players. So even if Burrow comes back and plays, I'm just not going to buy into him uh, until he's fully healthy, and that might just never happen this year. Eric, let's close with this. Any game that we have not yet discussed, side or total, your favorite spot on the board that we have not yet talked about is what and why? I think Pittsburgh should be favored at home against the Raiders. I don't know. uh, You know, they look bad, but they've also played two of the toughest defenses in the league in Cleveland and San Francisco. Um, The Raiders beat a Denver team that just blew a huge lead to uh, you know, the commanders at home. So I, I don't know why that number is what it is. And obviously I respect the market, but I think in this case it's off. All right. So that, that Eric telling you the Steelers should be favored in the game. They're two and a half point uh, road dogs right now. Sunday night football on the road in Vegas against the Raiders. Eric, we sincerely appreciate you. you I, I, I know Atlanta's not playing at home this week, but I feel like you're like a jet setter, right? You on any games this week? Or you, uh, you'll be watching from, uh, from Casa de Eager. Uh, yeah, I'll be watching from my house. It, it, it was uh, it was a fun week going to a couple games, but yeah, I'm just be watching Red Zone this week. Yeah, I always say like, I, you couldn't pay me to go to a football game just just yeah. just to sit to sit da, with the da, lunatics. Da, da, da. I'm good. Yeah, yeah the Red Zone. Yeah. yeah, like I like me some Red Zone too. Well, Eric is Scott on Hansen. Twitter. At, I like for Scott Henson at Eric Eager underscore does great work with our friends over at Sumer Sports. You got to check out the Sumer Sports Football Show. Eric contributes to the Hammer as well at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. Eric, thank you very much for the time. Good luck with all the bets this weekend. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. Eric Eager joining us here on the show. Ben, like I, I kind of share his pessimism right now on the Cincinnati Bengals, Ken. It's just a really, I mean, of all, I looked a lot at make miss playoffs. I, you know, I bet a bunch of stuff the last couple of weeks. I feel like I bet the Packers to make the playoffs like every 12 hours or something. And and I, every time I look at it, I just go, nah, I still kind of like it. Um, I bet the Browns to miss prior to the Steelers game. They're still plus to miss, but the most interesting, like of all those markets, I guess the jets is pretty interesting too. If you think they have a chance, but just Bengals, like basically like 
like a pick them kind of number, like make miss price is the same on both sides. They're Owen two and things look terrible. Also it's Joe Burrow and who knows? I just, I think that's like the most interesting playoff market going right now. We have our bets for tonight still to come. We've got Lockmas still to come and more line movement for E3 in the National Football League still to come. A packed hour and 20 minutes left. You better you bet on this wonderful football Wednesday.